0: Hey there, let's face it, today's internet world is so saturated and everyone is fighting for their number one spot to be visible. It is no longer about running ads and having thousands of people on your email list. It is about building relationships and networking with others to grow your business and become visible. Hi, my name is Candace. I'm a podcast launch strategist and I help service-based business owners develop and deliver their message to the world by using platforms like podcasting and bringing valuable content to those who need to hear what they have to say. Welcome to the Hello C.S. Dorsey podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Hello C.S. Dorsey podcast. I have emailed today on the show. How are you doing today? I'm
1: doing awesome and yourself, Candace? I'm
0: doing well. Thank you for asking. So tell
1: everyone who you are and what you do. So I am a inner critic coach. So basically what I do is I help people that want to step into the entrepreneurial world or the business space actually take these action steps to do that by overcoming the inner critic inside of them that's actually holding them back through fear, worry, or self-doubt through my experiences in life and starting my own businesses, this was actually the biggest thing that came up for me that held me back. And when I actually discovered a five-step process on how to actually overcome this inner critic, I knew I needed to share it with the world, especially entrepreneurs or new business owners. And that's basically how I made my business.
0: Well, I can't wait to dive in because... Every last one of us, whether you are in this entrepreneurial world or if you are working a nine-to-five or just in life in general, we all have that inner critic in us to keep telling us you know, that we're not good enough, we shouldn't be doing this, who are we? So I can't wait to dive in because that's the number one thing that stops us all the time. So this is going to be a really fun episode. So let's talk about the inspiration behind starting your business and what was that like for you?
1: Starting my business, actually, it was extremely unexpected. I did. I always wanted to become an entrepreneur. I always had another voice inside of me that told me that I was just going to be a leader and helping other people. And But I never knew when my journey would start. So becoming an entrepreneur, what actually happened was I went overseas for Actually, the biggest dream I ever had was to work on a tropical island, to live and stay on a tropical island. And when I turned 23, that dream finally became a reality when a friend of mine reached out over Facebook asking me, am I interested to, you know, go work overseas? And I told her I'm very interested. So I did that for a few months, and then I had to come back to South Africa with the intention to actually come to the US to go work in the US for a little bit. So I applied for that. But the process took a while. It took a few months before I actually heard back from the embassy. And in that time, I decided I started my first business. Um, Back then, I had an electrical business, and I started that business just to start getting an income rolling. And then A month after I started the business, the U.S. embassy called me and told me that, listen, your application uh, to come over is approved. Am I still interested? And I remember I was on a client's roof and I told them, no, actually, um, I love what I'm doing at the moment. I do not want to come over. And that's where my entrepreneurial journey started. And then as I got more into electrical business and I started connecting with other entrepreneurs, I always had this amazing love for personal development, especially when it comes to mindset and the inner critic. And about a year after that, I actually discovered that coaches actually existed. And I started doing a lot of research in that field. And that is where I am at the moment. It's just, I got into the coaching industry, but that's how my journey as an entrepreneur ultimately started.
0: Awesome. So I'm probably jumping a little ahead, <laughs> but when you started your business in the coaching space, did you ever feel like it's, it's saturated? Like, do you ever feel like there's so many coaches out there and how am I going to fit my, you know, how am I going to stand out in this essentially this big red blue ocean <laughs> i will I will call it how how was what was that like for you like um trying to stand out in this big red
1: ocean? When I came into it's a brilliant question and um, thank you for asking that but when I came into the coaching industry that was my biggest concern was that the industry is extremely saturated. Luckily, what I did to actually overcome that, at that time, I had a marketing coach to help me get my business out there and to start attracting clients. And he actually taught me something very interesting. And he told me that he doesn't believe that saturation actually existed. And this is very against um, social norm. And I asked him, well, how's that? Like, it's clearly there. The, the, The industry is saturated. And he told me, no, it's because every coach has something special towards on them. And most people actually do it for the money. They do it for the income. They're not really doing it to help people. And what you need to do is you need to find who you truly want to help. And you need to do it in your own space, in the way that only you can do it, where no one else can Steal what you have to offer because it comes from a very secret place. It basically comes from your your heart. And when I started looking at it in that perspective, I actually saw that, yeah, I am a mindset coach, and there are many mindset coaches out there. But the way I help my clients and the way I do my coaching calls is extremely unique. And no one can really take that away from me. So I'm operating out of a space where there is only one person who can do it like I do it, and that is me. And that's basically how I overcome the feeling of the market is extremely saturated and not focusing on what everybody else is doing, but just focusing on what can I do? What value can I provide to people? And what is the best way I can bring that into the market space? So it helped those who really it needs to speak to and not trying to help everybody out there. I feel that's that's very important.
0: That's really good. I I had taking notes because it's really good that you mentioned that because that's it's becoming a well-known industry as being a coach. And oftentimes I'm like, I don't want to call myself a coach, it's too saturated. <laughs> but you're right, you know, you have to think about like how can I be me and deliver the best results for my clients and stay in my lane. And I think that's very important for a lot of us to think about. And not only for coaching, it's just for all the rest of the industries. You know, we have course creators, it's, you know, a lot of course creators out there, social media specialists. So I'm really happy that you brought that up. And I really hope that everyone out there that's listening that take that to heart and understand that we have our own unique abilities.
1: That is so so true what you just say there. And yeah, for the listeners out there, it's something to really focus on. That's a big tip to say that how can you do it out of your own space and not compare yourself to other people? Because comparison ultimately will lead to failure because you will not be able to do it how the other people do it out there because they do it in their own unique space and you need to find your own lane on how to actually do it.
0: Yes, I agree. I love it so much. So can you remember a time in your business or starting now where you had a hello moment?
1: Yes, I'm actually going to say when my business actually first started uh, where I had like one of the biggest hello moments out there Well, there's there's plenty of them, but I'm gonna list this one. Actually, it was about six months after I started my business, and when a new coach generally starts, it takes quite a while to get traction, as you would also know. It it's not something that's just instantly it starts providing a lot of income. And back then, I was really worried about all of the expenses, the bulls kept piling up. What am I gonna do to actually pay everything? And the problems. In quotes, can actually got so big that that's all I was focusing on was the problems. Until I asked my coach, "All right, I'm stuck in this. I'm stuck in this financial problems, and I can't seem to get out of it." And he actually asked me a very question, which gave me a brand new reality. And till this day, it's one of the biggest breakthroughs that I've had in my life. And he asked me, "What is the blessing that problem is giving you?" And I froze for a minute and I told him, it's a problem. I can't see that there is a blessing behind the problem. And he looked at me and he's like, no, there's always a blessing. A problem isn't there to break you down. A problem isn't there to keep you back. A problem is there to make you better. A problem is there to give you the tools you need to go forward in life. And when I actually, when that really clicked in my mind, I actually had such a big epiphany that from this point forward, when I run into a problem, I always ask myself, what is the blessing this problem is giving me? And when you really start focusing on the blessing, you will find a blessing and the problem will seem to just like fade away. It will start vanishing. It's still there. But now you're not focused on it anymore. You're actually focused on what is it giving you? And that will ultimately give you the solution to that problem. And you'll actually find that problems are actually huge blessings in disguise. And that is one of the biggest epiphanies out of the three biggest epiphanies I've ever had in my life, especially in my career, well, in my entrepreneurial career.
0: I love it so much. I really like that because when we have issues or when we have problems, we're like focused so much on the problem that we don't see the blessing behind it. And it's so funny you mentioned that. I was driving one day and I'm like, you know, all the stuff that, you know, that I get frustrated with and everything. I'm like, okay, Candace, what's the blessing behind this? What, you know, think about that. (laughs) But it's so hard because you're like, you're in it and you bogged down with, you know, these, you know, like you said, the bills is piling up and these issues is coming. And, you can't see out of that. And for you to be able to see out of that and kind of, you know, come to reality and say, okay, what's the blessing behind this? I think that is really, I think that is really good because it takes a very long time to get to that mindset.
1: Yeah, that that's very true. And most people almost never get into that mindset because it's, it's so funny that we as people, we are so drawn to negativity and always drawn to the problem of things. And I really believe that comes from when, you know, thousands of years ago, when people really had to survive, that you need to overcome the problems. Your mind is so focused on psychological fear and not actual really based fears like physical fears out there. Your mind will create a fear and it will fixate on that fear and because the fear is there and it's so real for you in that moment it just takes away everything that you know it's actually there to serve you and it's not actually there to break you down and hold you back
0: yes i agree so much this is awesome hey there are you looking to start a podcast without the tech overwhelm Let me guess, you probably searched on Google and YouTube on how to get started, but the instructions and video left you feeling like, huh? Well, look no further because I have a free guide on how to jumpstart your podcast without the complex tech talk. Head on over to hellocsdorce.com slash JSP. Again, it's hellocsdorce.com slash JSP. In this free guide, you will get a Get Started questionnaire, a list of resources, an outline for your show notes, a plan your podcast calendar, a schedule for your episodes, and a podcast checklist. Head on over to com slash JSP and download it now. I cannot wait to listen to your first episode. So let's talk about how to overcome the little voice in your head that is holding you back.
1: Oh, I am so excited about that because that little voice, as you know, every single person on this planet has that voice in their head. I've never met anybody that does not have that voice in their head. And yeah, I'm really excited about just jumping in to see what can we actually do to overcome that little voice in your head. Awesome, go for it! <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So, when it comes to the little voice in your head, I would say it's really important to just at first become extremely aware of what that voice is actually telling you, and you'll find that that voice uses two main things in your life that actually holds you trapped. And I have a saying that say, if you control these two areas of your life, you control every single area of your life ultimately. And that is the the thoughts you have on a daily basis and the phrases you say to yourself. Those two things ultimately make up your reality, the way you perceive the world. If you can take control of your thoughts and you can take control of your phrases, you will take control of your life. And I actually have a method that I use, which is a which I call the Lika method. It's a five-step process. But in this process, what we basically do is. I make you aware of two voices in your head. So I I do not say that you only have one voice. You actually have two voices to me, And it's been fairly proven in my life and every single person that I've helped through. And that is you have an inner villain, which is your inner critic, the one that tells you you're not good enough, you don't have the skills, you'll never be successful because you don't have the background, you know, that little voice. And then you have your inner hero. The, uh, The voice inside of you that like, Whispers to you, and it tells you exactly what you know you need to go do. It, it speaks to you through your heart, and this voice is ultimately, I say, the realest version of you. Also, for me, is this voice is directly in contact with God. That it knows just what you need to do. Although this voice almost never makes sense when it speaks to you, because it will tell you to do things that ha- has basically no logic attached to it. But when you follow it, it always works out. So it's just becoming very aware of those two parts that's in you and that they are constantly battling each other. And who do you feed on a daily basis? Who do you support on a daily basis, which ultimately at the end of the day wins and which ultimately at the end of the day controls your life and the outcomes you get? That's a good question.
0: Oftentimes, it's the the inner villain. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Most of the time, I feel it's really the reason why it's, it's the inner villain is because we are taught in society to focus more on the problem and the negative side of things, rather than focusing on the solution and the positive side of things. I mean, when you go back to when we were in school, when you did something right, or you got good marks for one of your subjects in school, for instance. You will get appraisal from your parents or your teachers, but it will be very short. They will say, Well done, this, that. Maybe you go out for dinner. Maybe you get a bit of extra pocket money or whatever. But when you do something wrong, it's like people constantly nail that into you. It it takes weeks before people let that go. And I feel it's just that society focuses so much on the negative side of things rather than on the positive side of things. And that is why your villain is. 95% In 95%, the voice that's in control of your life. And your hero is this voice that gets shoved back because the older you get, people will tell you that you cannot dreams are just dreams. It will always be a dream. You'll never be able to make it a reality. And that is the reality of life. You just need to accept it, which, in my opinion, is not the truth at all. It's the furthest part from the truth. But that's for my personal why right, I believe your inner villain is always in control of your life.
0: That is so it's so interesting that you, you bring that up because it's like it's it's handed down generation after generation after generation. Because what happens is you have the your, you know, your parents and then your parents' parents before you that may have had dreams and want to do things, and then somebody may have told them you know, elaborated on the negative so much just say, you need to get into, you know, you need to get your mind back into reality. You know, that's not, that's, you know, that's not, you know, doable or accomplishable, or, you know, you can't accomplish that. And then you turn that oh you know, we turn that, that dream that we have and we turn it off and we bury it. And then it happens again to the next generation. And then the Parents telling the same things to the kid, and then it happens now. It's changed a lot now, which is very interesting. <laughs> Times have definitely changed, but it could really become a, a serious domino effect because you that inner voice can often be someone that you know as well. Like it could be maybe your parent, or maybe your father, or you know, somebody may have said something that you still holding on to that. And then that voice that that person said that one little thing can grow and become this thing that's
1: now a part of you that is so true what you said there and i'm actually so happy that you brought this up because in i always tell people always every single person that i have that i coach or that comes to me for advice or whatever is i always tell them your inner villain is not who you are it is not you it has been taught to you and so far i have never met any person out there who can prove me wrong, they say that thought or that phrase. And I'm telling myself that I'm not good enough. uh, Nobody likes me. I'll never be able to make a success out of my life. Every time we drill down and we get to the root of where it actually comes from, it comes from 95% of the time, your parents, I believe that's just when we are young they are the people we really looked up to, and we really take every word that they say to us as the truth, um, or it comes from your friends, or it comes from teachers. And this is every single person, and I want to really stretch this out, that that villain is not who you are. If you feel we believe it, who we are because we repeat that phrase to ourselves constantly, every day, multiple times, and it becomes who we believe we are. But if you really break it down, it's not it has been taught to you, you've been taught to think this way, and you actually have the ability to set yourself free, you have the ability to choose, do you want this reality? Do you want to be this person? Or do you want to be the person that God really created you to be? To live out that dream that's so uniquely to you. Yeah, that's what I just want to really emphasize on that.
0: I love it. I love it so much. This is really good. I'm so happy you came on.
1: (laughs) Thank you. I'm really happy to be here.
0: Awesome. So any last minute advice you have for our listeners out there?
1: Yes, I have a bit of advice for listeners. And that is, I'm going to say there's three things. Ultimately, if you want to really start overcoming this inner villain, and the first thing is, is to really become aware of it. So what I mean by aware of it, again, just focus on those two things. Focus on the thoughts you have on a daily basis and the phrases you physically say to yourself and write them down. Do not take them lightly. Do not just push them away because you'll actually find when you start writing all of the thoughts and phrases down that there is approximately between four to seven thoughts and phrases combined that keeps you trapped in that life. If you can find those phrases and thoughts, you really have the ability to really start changing them. And that brings us to the next step is to actually just go and sit and on a logical basis, ask yourself truly, is this true or is this not true? Is there any evidence that supports that when that voice tells me, I want to open up a business that I will fail in that business. Do you have any evidence to physically support that thought? And you'll always find that there's no evidence because it's all in the future or it plays out in the past. It's never in the now. So if there's no evidence to support that thought, then obviously it's an illogical thought and it should be thrown away. And then the third step is is to ask yourself, what emotion does this thought give me? What feeling does this thought give me? Because the feeling is ultimately what moves you into action. So if you can find the feeling behind the thought and you can change that feeling to say all right maybe it uses anxiety against me maybe worry maybe sadness whatever feeling is behind that comes up for you you really want to be aware of that because the feeling is ultimately if you have a thought and a feeling combined that is how your subconscious mind is actually programmed and how it actually takes in information so with that if you change the thought to a positive thought and you attach a positive feeling to that thought and you do this over and over and over again, you'll actually start reprogramming your subconscious mind and you'll actually reprogram the belief that you have inside of you. So that is the biggest thing that I would say if you really want to start combating your inner villain, your inner critic, that is the way to do this without having to change your entire life, without having to change what you do at this moment, because that will just lead to overwhelm most of the time and the villain will take over and you'll be right back where you started.
0: Awesome. This is really good. This is awesome. I have my little notes here. <laughs> so where can everyone find you?
1: Uh, most people can find me on Facebook. So they can search for my personal profile, which is Emil Matia. But a place where I would really encourage people to go is my private Facebook group, which is called Become Your Own Hero. And the reason why I say that is because in that group, we have weekly training sessions on how to actually overcome this inner critic. And I give a few tips and things that people can practice out. And yeah, so my Facebook group is probably the best way to find me.
0: Awesome. We'll definitely link that up in the show notes so everyone can click the link and ask to join. This is really amazing. So thank you, Emil, for coming on today.
1: Thank you very much for having me here. It is just really amazing just to serve your audience and just to add value to people.
0: Yes. Thank you so much. Did you like today's episode? I hope you did. Join me next week for more valuable bombs, tips, and tricks on how to grow your business by taking action. If you like this podcast, subscribe and leave us a review, or take a snapshot of this episode and tag me on Instagram at csdorsey underscore hello. We would love to hear from you.